0: It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. The New York Times has named Arden one of their top ten hosts. And just this year, the Dog Writers Association of America has given this show, Four-Legged Life, its top radio award. Arden is driven to live her motto... Bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet for a happier and healthier pet, online at tevrapet.com, and also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag, online at savemypetidtag.com.
1: buzz up Pet Pals, welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Yep, it's me, Arden Moore. She's back! And just in time! Did you just adopt a puppy over the holidays or the start of of this year? Need a little help maybe introducing that pup with the other pets in the home? Help is here. Please welcome to our show award-winning author, behavior consultant, the amazing and awesome Amy (laughs) Sojai. Welcome to the show, Amy Thanks
2: for having me, Arden, and I'll I'll, I'll pay you later.
1: All right for all right. that intro, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have to also do a little brag on Miss Amy because she's been dedicated to helping bring out the best in pets for more than two decades. Congratulations on the American Veterinary Medical Association. It's a long title, everybody. The AVMA Steve Dale Veterinary Media Award. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, I felt like that was like a a a career
2: award. It was it was a beautiful way to to celebrate all the work that I've been doing. And and you're not a stranger to that work. I mean, there's a lot of us out there doing that. And so that was and to be have it presented from from my friend, my longtime uh, colleague Steve was, and he was the first recipient. They named it for him. So it w- it was really nice to to kind of have a reunion there too. I got to attend the AVMA conference this past That's pretty cool. I got to, you know, schmooze with with all the experts in the field. That that's always
1: makes me feel smart. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing I want to just dive a little bit into Amy everybody because she not only writes great veterinary approved books on dogs and cats for all ages But the gal is very talented in fiction, and I think you, what are you up to now, all your books, over almost three dozen? I stopped it. I I just say
2: (laughs) 35 plus, because some are still in print, some are not, and I don't want to keep count anymore. (laughs) I I I mean, some are short, some are long, and yeah, the fiction book, I just released this last year, the number seven in the series, and it's, again, it's pets. It's pet-centric thrillers. I call them thrillers with bite. Nice. So and the dog never dies. People. Yeah. But the dog never. It's fiction. <laughs> dog
1: will never die. Promise. <laughs> well, you're fiction, let's go into it and then we're going to get into pups in a minute. I just saw a big thing where people can get all seven books in that series. Tell us about that. I mean, it's it's following the lives. Go ahead and tell us of the two characters that have four legs.
2: Right. The the main character. And don't laugh at me. Her name is September. And then she married a man named Day. So her name is (laughs) September Day. And she has a service dog named Shadow. And I have my own dog now named after the character in the book. So I have my own Shadow at home. But he's a service dog because she has PTSD because so many bad things have happened to her. So it starts out with the first book, Lost and Found, which if people go to Shajai.com, there's a place where you can subscribe to the newsletter, get that first book for free. And then you can find out how to get all I like the- it.
1: Get your paws on
2: it, right? Right. Get your paws on it. So she she starts out the series there and It's kind of like a friend of mine, our mutual friend, Carol Nelson Douglas, who's no longer with us, used to talk about her fiction. She wrote like series of soap operas. So each book was another installment in that. So if you read, start from the beginning, go the way through all of these little secrets and things that have been haunting her through her life, you find out a little each time. And people tell me, well, I came for the dog. I stayed for the character's nice it makes me not feel good so oh and you can hear in the background i have a new kitten and she's playing with toys and so the jingling she's got that's fine got with little, us this is a pet show yeah <laughs> i have a step ladder with with old pet tags hung on a ribbon with it and she's playing with that so you'll hear jingling in the background that's what's going
1: on there you're doing a shout out to trinity right well of course trinity you have a knack for you live in uh, in uh, northern texas Mm-hmm. And on a pretty quiet area, bridge. it was. It used to be. It's not oh. anymore. Oh, okay, <laughs> they're building houses all around us. So, you have yeah. a tendency of of cats showing up and saying, "I want yeah. you to adopt me," right? Yeah, yep.
2: Yeah, that's the way that we've gotten all of our cats. First, it was Saren Kitty. She she was my little Siamese wannabe, and she lived. She made it almost to twenty two. Wow. Um, and then I better say me. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and then karma cat showed up and my German shepherd adopted him, found him and he's still around. He's about 10 and he's those who are on YouTube may be able to see him over there behind the wastebasket. He's like, he, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a scenic tech. Martha,
1: Martha Stewart might be listening. Saying, up, yeah, wow. That, that was a good, good <laughs> decor moment. Well, yeah. So you, <laughs> and you've got uh, a karma, you've got Trinity and you have shadow now. So, everyone, raise a paw if you have a new four-legger in your life and you're like, oh, now, humbly, I tell people I call the first year with a dog or a cat the wonder year, Amy, because you (laughs) wonder where your patience, your sanity goes. Yes. But we got help here. And I love two of her books. I really want you to get your paws on. One is called Competability: Solving Behavior Problems in Your Dog and Your Cat-Dog Household. And the other one's a must is Complete Puppy Care, your expert source for health care, behavior, and training. Let's dive in. Puppies don't come with an owner's manual, do they? No,
2: no, or an off switch. Uh, (laughs) You have a lot of of issues with puppies. They're either play, 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 eat, 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 poop, 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 sleep. And it's (laughs) It's you you really need to kind of figure out what their schedule is, help them get on a good schedule so you can anticipate some of these things. And when you're trying to juggle the existing resident pets with this newcomer who disrupts all the schedules and said, all the toys are mine, all the food is mine. You know, yeah, um, it's it's a hair pulling situation. It's (laughs) very common. Take a breath. Just like, you know, think of the new ones well, and sometimes even the older ones, as a four-year-old child. Okay. That that attention span, that dedication to learning or caring what you say. And, (laughs) you know, when a puppy is very young, they have a very short attention span, just like a human youngster. So
1: you want to nickname the pet, Nat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's also they're like little sponges because they are soaking up
2: Everything in their world, everything is new. Everything's exciting. So you want to be careful. You can hear they're playing in the background. You want to be careful that you teach them the right things, that they have a lot of positive outcomes to whatever it is that they do. Making mistakes for puppies and for kittens, making mistakes is good. That's what they, they learn. They learn by making mistakes to say, oh, that didn't work so we're going to try something different. So never think, because they don't come into the world knowing your rules, and your rules are different than my rules that are different than Arden's rules, right? So get all of your two-leggers in the household on the same virtual page, what are our rules? If we don't want the puppy on this furniture, but that one's okay, or we're not going to feed from the table or, you know, what all of those rules are. And I'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong, what's right for your situation, but get them all on the same page so that, you know, they don't run to to dad <laughs> okay. and get around your rules because they will do that. They will do hey. that.
1: Hey, everyone, we're, we're chatting with Amy Sojai. She is an amazing pet expert, author extraordinaire. And we're diving into getting a new puppy and how do you introduce that pup to the rest of the pets in the household. We're going to learn more after we take this break. And you all do know the drill. We are going to sit, stay, and we'll be right back.
0: Hey, Pet Pals, real quick. We've got full-length guest interviews out on the Arden Moore YouTube and Rumble channels. Got dog. Got <laughs> cat. One of the best ways to show your pet how much you love them is to take a Pet First Aid class. Arden Moore is a Master Certified Pet First Aid CPR instructor and founder of Pet First Aid for You.
3: Very cool!
0: These classes are fun and practical and feature pet safety dog Kona and cat Casey. No way. Yes, a real dog and cat teaching duo. Wait,
2: Wait, what?
0: All classes are veterinarian approved and are available in person or via Zoom. Ready to sign up for a class? Sorry, it's, it's just for people. Arden Moore's Pet First Aid for You classes are proudly supported by Zinzi Pies Save My Pet ID Tags. Pet parents who wear Zinzi Pies Save My Pet ID Tags in bracelet, keychain, and pendant versions are assured that their beloved fur babies will continue to receive the loving care that they deserve, even if the pet parents are not able to provide it. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com.
1: Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life show. I'm your host Arden Moore. We got our pal here, Amy Sojai. So, you've taught me some things about the 3 Cs: be clear, concise, and consistent. What does that mean when it comes to a pup coming in with a brain still forming?
2: Well, as I as I mentioned before the break, you need to set up your set of rules that are going to work for you. Also set up expectations. You know, what what can you anticipate. I know a lot of the shelter folks say when you adopt an animal from the shelter, they're literally shell-shocked from the shelter experience. So it's going to take a while before you see the real personality come out. And with a puppy, confident puppies are a little bit more resilient. Luckily, they don't know any better. And so (laughs) they've been my life model. (laughs) (laughs) They They may bounce back a little faster, but older puppies, more adult dogs that Maybe have lost a home that they were very attached to. They can take a while. So be considerate of that as well. And one of the most important things is respect the animals you already have. So if you already have a house full of, (laughs) of animal friends, you're going to want to take care that you don't put their tails in a twist. If you have a senior pet that is not going to put up with the antics of a puppy now you know, I have a senior cat now, and we had a kitten that just showed up. Well, Karma Cat, the older cat, had become this kind of a loaf of potato, just kind of what it sits and eats and, you know, kind of veges out and everything. He plays with the dog somewhat, but not so much. And now the kitten has got his furry tail up and moving. He's lost a little weight. He's feeling better. He's acting younger. So a new Puppy in your household can turn back the clock on some of the other animals too. But when you're first introducing them, respect the resident pets. They were there first. They own the house. They rule over a youngster. So no matter what the youngster does, you have to be careful with that cute factor saying, oh, oh, poor baby, poor baby. No, if he got into the, the other's face and got disciplined with a growl, Good for the older dog that he is teaching him boundaries because you don't want to quash that. You want the animals to understand who's in charge in what room and in what circumstance. And that can vary a little bit. But in general, you're going to support the older animals, the resident pets. You're going to respect them and you're going to enforce what they are telling the youngster to do also and always supervise always supervise when they're the young one coming in you're not going to leave them you wouldn't leave a four-year-old in the house alone unattended you're going to keep them in a safe place whether that's a crate or a small room or you're gonna you're gonna find ways to keep them
1: safe you mentioned in your books how it's really important to make short intros at first and having you call it like a safe room for this pup so that they're not all over the place and a little nose touching. Let's talk about an older cat. You just brought home a puppy. You said something about when the dog is having a potty break, maybe have the kitty in like your bedroom or some other thing. Tell us about that because scent is so important for dogs and cats and so is a feeling of safety.
2: Right, right. And cats, the sense of smell is much more important than we used to think. Cats really are very sensory creatures and scent identifies safety and scary things. If it's okay. an, if it's a, if it's a different scent they're not used to, then automatically it's stranger danger. Oh my god, what is this <laughs> thing? So, you want to make sure that they have an opportunity to explore in a safe way the new smells that this puppy has brought in. So if the puppy is outside when the puppy's indoors, has been confined in one location, that tells the cat, only one room in my territory has been invaded. I can put up with that. Okay. Okay. all right. And then when the the puppy goes outside to do his business, you can open the door and let the cat go in and explore without the puppy nose poking in rude places. And the cat can sniff and smell and figure out because dogs and cats are little... They're a lot different, but <laughs> when it comes to introductions, a cat will not be interested in meeting somebody new, whether it's a person or a four legger, unless they feel safe first. Good so they point. have to feel safe in their environment first. And then when you'd finally do the nose to nose greeting that ideally that can be through like a puppy gate. Or with the puppy on a leash to kind of control those things. So the puppy again is clueless. It's going to say, Oh, no, he's <laughs> so for me. Let me go get the squeaker out, you know. Yeah. And depending on the size of the animal, you could, you could have a dangerous issue without them
1: even knowing what's going okay. on. And, and let's go to a uh, puppy meets resident dog and it could be a meat. It could be, uh, you know, a primetime dog or a, a senior dog, you want to keep it safe. I know dogs love other dogs most of the time, most but the time. any any tips you can give for people bringing in a pup and don't just shove it in the face of um, your oh, yeah. beautiful dog you've had for eight years?
2: Yeah, yeah, because I mean the the, the older dog or whatever they may it may be love at first sight. Okay. You know, pause crossed, it's going to be love at first sight. And it it actually was when we had Shadow show up. Shadow was a dumped puppy. Somebody dumped him. He was about 12 weeks old. What kind of dog is he? He's he's a kelpie wannabe. He looks and he acts very much like a kelpie, but okay. of course we don't know. And he had he had an open sore on his back that looked like it had been burned. And when he came, he was he was about 16 pounds, maybe that amount. And we had Bravo at the time, who was a (laughs) bull-mastiff, great-green cross. 125 pounds to, you know. That's a lot of poop to pick up. That's a lot of poop to pick up, yes. And Bravo had just been diagnosed with cancer, so there was that issue too. When Shadow came, he kind of was uh, a gift to us all because he took that kind of scary thing going on in our lives. It kind of gave us some funny things to do. It gave Bravo a happy friend Good. to play with. And so it was, a, it was a real blessing for us. But again, the size difference, we had to be very careful, kept the puppy on a leash during first introductions. We also have a lot of property here. We are on uh, about 13 acres and we have a fenced backyard. So their first meeting was, was outside without a fence anywhere around so they could each get away from each other. And that's really important. If you, if you have a backyard, that's ideal because again, the older dog owns everything. This is my territory. You don't want him or her to feel like, you know, somebody is encroaching here. You want to have a way for them to escape as long as they can get away from each other, doorways, hall- hallways, all those narrow places, very dangerous places for dogs because they can't get away. And there's a lot of arousal potential okay. there. So big open spaces. If you don't have that, if you can go like to a friend's house, a friend's backyard that your resident dog doesn't own, this is not my property. We're both Good. strangers in a strange land. Oh, look at this. Yeah. This is, a, there's a puppy here. <laughs> oh, he smells so good, you know, and let him sniff. The puppies usually instinctively do all of the right behaviors. They roll over, they wag, wag, wag as they crouch and crawl toward the bigger dog. They do all of these signals that are saying, I'm no threat,
1: I'm a baby, love me, I'm cute. Kind okay, of that's very okay. important. Amy, I really, really appreciate you being on the show today. And keep doing what you're doing.
2: Thank you so much, Arden. it's it's a joy to be on here with a fellow, a fellow writer who does such great work. So I appreciate it.
1: Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. Yep, it's me, Arden Moore. Hey, pet pals, you're in for a big treat. The family adopted a rescue puppy. They gave this puppy a really cool name, Margot Flamingo. And Margot Flamingo has inspired them to write a new kid's book. It's called Welcome Home, Margot Flamingo. Please, at this time, welcome to our show, this possum awesome family. We have Katie Pape, her husband, John Curtis, their cool kid, Cosette, and of course, maybe popping in would be Margot Flamingo, their dog. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks so much, Art. Yeah, thanks for having us on. You know, I jokingly refer to the first year of a puppy's life as the wonder year. That's because we wonder where our sanity and patience have gone, right, Kate? Totally, totally. (laughs) It's a crazy time, for sure. (laughs) But you have all survived, and it seems like you're thriving with the addition of this little 4 legger. So let's give our pet pals a peek into life. Pre-MF, that stands for Before Margo Flamingo. Kate? You kind of know pets. Let's talk about your background first. Yeah, my
3: background, I founded and owned Windy City Paws, which is a very successful dog walking and pet sitting company in Chicago. I managed up to 80 employees at one point before COVID and I recently wow. sold that. So I've got 15 years of animal behavior experience and training my staff as well.
1: And John, I know you like pets, but what's your background? You're not at the end of a leash usually.
4: Now, my background is is in marketing, specifically search engine optimization. I've done that for uh, about 15 years professionally. And before that, I dabbled in some writing and, and various other things. But that's most of my career is in marketing.
1: And we got a pretty cool kid here. Her name is Cosette. I love your name. I understand you're a second grader. Is that right, Cosette? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So got to tell me. Favorite subject. What is it in class so far? What do you like best? Reading. Reading? Do you like reading like maybe pet books? Yes. All right. Good answer. All right. So here's this family. You all live in a very cool place in the country. I've been to many times. Key West, Florida. Wow. I used to be an investigative newspaper reporter in Florida for the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel for nine years so when I wanted to get away, I'd say, goodbye, Marathon Key. Keep going down. Keep going down. You're going to get to Key West. How did somebody that had a Windy City in Chicago pet sitting business land in Key West, Kate? Oh, my gosh. So I love Key West. I, I came to it many years ago. I was an artist, really. I am an
3: artist, I guess. And I did painting in college. And I loved the art, the culture, yeah. the whole kind of the one human family. Thought that everybody embodies here. So, John and I got married here 10 years oh, ago. wow. We've been coming even when Cosette was a baby, we'd come back once a year and we finally made the move about a year and a half ago from Chicago. I
1: wow. True. No more snow shovels. Bring on the snorkel. Yes. Right? <laughs> John, I bet you really regret the cold weather leaving that behind.
4: Really excited to leave that this- <laughs> behind. Um, <laughs> You know, happy to report that the 68 degrees feels cold to me now.
1: OK, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So we want to dive in because this is your first book and you had some help, just like they just had the Golden Globes and everybody gets on stage and shares who they want to thank. John, I'm going to put you on the mic. Who Who else helped write the book? Welcome Home, Margot Flamingo. Who helped you? And let's give a shout out to the illustrator.
4: Yeah, so, yeah, full team here, Katie and myself, and then we also had uh, Jennifer Horner and Jessica Audet on wow. our team. Uh, they, you know, they're on the team, Marvel Legal LLC. All four of us contributed to writing the book, which, as you might imagine, was not so easy as just writing a children's story. We, we had a goal with what we were writing, which was to, with every little vignette, make sure that, that we were having a lesson or setting the stage for some sort of a lesson. So, it really, did take a lot of people. Jennifer has a lot of experience in early childhood education. Yeah, uh, Jessica has a lot of experience with pets in the pet world, with pet philanthropy, and so all of us put together kind of <laughs> helped write this thing and, and bring it together. Well,
1: if I may say, my one of my favorite nonfiction writers is Ernest Hemingway, and his place is right there in Key West with the cats. And as a journalist, I tell you to write tight is challenging to write on and on with lots of commas and phrases, easy breezy. But to write a child's book, Welcome Home, Margot Flamingo, every syllable count. Right, Kate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're looking at every single thing,
3: making sure every word matters. Every illustration is Right. And that we're really teaching moments that are helping parents and children really understand animal language. Really really important subjects that we we're hoping came through, not only in a fun, accessible way, but also in a really informative way
1: at the end. And it's it's a true story. And we've got the child here, Cosette. Cosette, what did you think about your mom and dad when they said, Hey, we're gonna write a book about you and Margot Flamingo? We're
4: saying nothing, we're joking.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, parents do that, right? Yeah. But what do you think now that you have the book in your hand?
4: It's amazing.
1: Yeah. And I am as curious as a cat, Cosette. I understand M-A-R-G-O-T is the first name, but you, you are the one that picked Flamingo as the second name. Tell us why. I love it.
3: Because I, well, my
1: favorite color was pink then. Oh, then yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> and I loved you West.
1: All right, so you wanted to honor. Uh, so your dog is not Margot. Your dog is not Mar. Your dog is what? Cosette. Margot Flamingo. Oh, say it loud, say it proud. And John, what kind of dog is Margot? <laughs>
4: Margo's a little bit of everything. It's just Shih Tzu, uh, Poodle, Chihuahua. We <laughs> did a DNA test and she's no more than 20 or 22% of anything. So.
1: Oh, the very famous veterinarian, Marty Becker, calls those kinds of dogs, and I have one too, a canine cocktail.
4: Because
1: <laughs> it's everything. And a flamingo. I love that because they they are proud birds in in warm climates like Key West So Kate how did you come your family to get Margot Flamingo? We actually, I saw her
3: from a local company, a local organization, Felines and Canines okay. online. There was
1: a really cute picture of her. Her name was Parker. I guess she. Oh, Margot to- Flamingo, so much better, right, Cosette? So much better, so much better. But <laughs> We fell in love with her
3: picture. We had an older Cavalier at the time, and we're looking for kind of a fun puppy energy to bring to our daughter, Cosette. And just the picture and the spunk that was portrayed in uh, the description of her made me think this little one needs to join our family. So we we contacted them and they picked her up like, like two weeks later. So we had a couple weeks to prepare. Lined up the bus from Alabama from the ASPCA.
1: Wow! Hey everyone, we're speaking with the family that created the book. Welcome home, Margo Flamingo. It's easy. The website, guys. M A R G O T. That's Margo Flamingo. Dot com. We're going to dive in more because it's not just a children's tale. It's also giving some good tips to pet parents and their children on how to properly bring a puppy in and make that puppy thrive as a member of the family. So you all know the drill. We got to sit, stay. We'll be right back.
0: You know, people ask all the time, what do you do with the parts of the interviews that you don't have time for on the radio? Well, good question. We post video versions online on our Four-Legged Life YouTube and Rumble channels. So, there you go. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life and it's time to announce our January Digital Newsletter Grand Prize winner. And it is Ron S., Congratulations, Ron. You've won a Save My Pet ID Tag from our good friend Janice at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. And if you'd like to be our next monthly winner, head over to FourLeggedLife.com, subscribe to our monthly newsletter, and enter our monthly contests. It's just that easy.
1: Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking with this cool family from Key West. Yes, be jealous. It's warm and it is now the winter. And they created their first book and they've got plans for two more. And this book is called Welcome Home, Margot Flamingo, and it's illustrated by Elizabeth Sparge. Take it away, Kate. <laughs> I found
3: Elizabeth Sparge. I'm um, a painter myself and I longed her expressive use of color, and in particular, she had a great way of um, painting animals. So we struck up a conversation, and I'm so thankful that she signed on to our project. I think the illustrations really make it. Margot has this cute little underbite and kind of a very distinctive, funny look, and she was really great about working with us. She is also a big animal lover, her dog, Mr. Waffles made her made her also want to be kind of a part of this project and journey so we're hoping that she'll be illustrating uh, our whole series we're working on the next two books now we're writing them and want elizabeth to to illustrate them as well because she's magical
1: thank you and it's all right to have a spoiler alert because i like the way this book is designed you've got the tale of how Margot came to your house we talk about and this happens in a lot of households sometimes a, a new dog a new pup is a little unsure And as much as you love dogs, it took a bit of time, right, to win trust for your doggy. Kate, tell us about, that's pretty important for parents. People bring home a new dog, a new cat, a puppy, a kitten. Can you imagine just walking into a strange family's home for the first time? Put yourself in their paws. What was the point in the first part of the book to let people know it may just take a little time?
3: Absolutely. I think it's about setting the right expectations for parents. So they set the right expectations for their children and really don't quite, kind of push anything and give the dog plenty of space. So I think that was really, uh, the first step in my understanding with having a child. These are things that I instinctively knew. Yeah. It didn't feel bad if Margot ran away to the corner, right? But it made Cosette feel devastated. You know, right. that was her, her best friend, she thought. So, um, when we were able to set that expectation that, you know, this is really like a safe space, you know, that you might use in your, in your playroom, in your room at school or at home. Then she started to really understand when we were able to reference things in her life that made it similar to Margo Flamingo. So yeah, through teaching that empathy, I think Cosette really
1: got it. And really just a little bit of time and space is all it took. So yeah, it's kind of frustrating, right? Cosette, at first you want to hug and cuddle the puppy, but your mom and dad taught you sometimes they, that a doggie just needs a little time to feel their way, right? Yes. And how about now? Are you guys BFFs? Yes. What's the oh. best thing you like about Margot Flamingo? See, I never shorten the name when I mention it. She's cute. What's her personality? What's the personality? What do you like best about her besides being cute? What does she do? Is there a trick you do with her? I her how to shake her paw. You did? Does she shake both paws or one paw? Which paw? One paw. Okay, she's a one paw shaker. Okay, that's cool. From right paw. Okay, I understand. I love this in the back of the book that you give some tips for families, and can you touch on the three 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 rule? Yeah, absolutely. We have a couple of pages of resources in the back,
3: behind the book that I think are really cool. They highlight some special lessons. And the three, three, three rule is, again, about those expectations that we have when bringing a new dog into our home. So it kind of highlights what a family member should expect after three days of a dog being in their home. What's a good tip? What's on that one? What would you say? Really give the dog a lot of space. You know, their personality isn't going to come through. They're scared. This is a new environment for them. So again, give them a safe space. Be patient. Those are, you know, and wait. Wait it
1: out. Good. How about three weeks?
3: Three weeks their personality typically starts to emerge. We really want to make sure we're being consistent with everything we're doing with the dog. And through that, we're going to see their personality. We're going to see them become more comfortable. They might still be hesitant, not their full personalities, but we should start to be able to interact with them and get a sense of who they are.
1: And then three months, what happens? They should be pretty well adjusted. They should feel comfortable
3: in their own home. They should know where their safe spaces are. They should know what to expect from everybody in their home. And hopefully things are going well at that point, or at least some good good foundations. And
4: go ahead. three rule stands for three days, three weeks,
3: and three months.
1: Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, Cosette. When you approach a dog to pet, have you heard about the doggy ABCs? I can share it with you if you'd like. The first one is A, ask permission. You know to ask before a pet a dog, right, Cosette? Yes. Okay, and B stands for be sniffed. Let the dog come to you, correct? And C is something you put in the book. Carefully pet the back for the first time at all. why is it so important to pet the back and not go right there and give a big hug? Anybody? Let's have dad talk about that. What's the safety involved of making sure a child does the right way to approach and, and pet a dog?
4: Yeah, I mean, my wife, my wife might have to throw in the taps here, but <laughs> that's I think all right. The idea is right. Go, going, going after, or going over a dog's head appears more aggressive, right? It's it's invading a space more so, and, and the dog's feeling you know, a bit more trapped or cornered potentially because you're coming at the front. Yes, I, I got that right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you're yeah. exactly right. The, the back is comfortable. You want to avoid the
1: face, the tail. Um, and also dogs may be surprised they may come and bite or growl yeah so we want to we want to avoid that right by being patient and polite to our to dogs we meet and always ask permission right cosette yes okay (laughs) Sounds good so i understand you have plans for this book is how do people get their paws on it and uh, tell us about that and tell us about uh, the game plan for your next two books. Welcome Home, Margot Flamingo can be found
3: on Amazon.com. And you can also find out more about our next projects at MargoFlamingo.com, of course. Uh, Even found- it's simple. <laughs> um, we're working on our next two books right now that we're hoping are going to be focused on things like Approaching a dog, potentially how to avoid dog bites, and then a little bit more about positive reinforcement and training. Hopefully, some stories that are giving some more practical applications for children.
1: Um, so that's I know, more- yeah, I know you're young, Cosette, but do you want to be a veterinarian or what would you want to be when you grow up? I would want to be a veterinarian or a song. A veterinarian or what? A songwriter. Ooh. Nice. I, you know, I know Taylor Swift could use some help getting some good songs written. Think you could help her out? (laughs) That's funny. So now that the book is written, now that you have Margot Flamingo is part of the pack, part of the family, each one of you, what has been the benefit of having this beautiful, I call them shelter alums instead of rescues, but shelter alums. We'll start with dad first. What is something you love about Margo Flamingo?
4: Yeah, I like Margo's quirks, I guess. Mainly, <laughs> I, you know, I, I grew up without, without a dog mm-hmm. in the house. So, so adult life is when, you know, I, I came to have dogs join my family, or maybe I joined the dogs families. <laughs> Canadian, Canadian, the dog existed and I joined. <laughs> I, I think the quirks are so funny. I like observing behavior. I just think that's fun and and watching that. What's a quirk uh,
1: she does? What do you like?
4: I like tissue. Uh, yeah, she's yeah,
1: she's she Eat She's just she, she yeah, that happens. <laughs>
4: but, she wants them. She's obsessed with them. She doesn't eat them. She wants to carry them around like a trophy, and
1: it's fun. <laughs> that, that child step plushies. <laughs> do you feel like you have a a, a four legged sister, Cosette? Okay. Yes. That's I not bad. You. All right. And how about for you, Kate? What what is it about Margot Flamingo? Uh, I really love how
3: smart Margot Flamingo is. I've never had a dog that's been able to learn and do so much with me. So that's been really fun. But really mostly like with all dogs, I enjoy the companionship, the love. I love just sitting with her. Yeah, she's really a sweet kind of stage dog and she's getting she's getting more peaceful. She's three apple. She's her grays coming out already. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it is a dog's life. Hey, everybody, that's it for our show today. I really want to give a pause up to our special guests that have been on the show. We started with pet expert and author Amy Sojai. And then we've had the team from the Margot Flamingo book. The authors Kate, John and Cool Kid Cosette. And, of course, Margo Flamingo. Big thanks to all the great radio stations coast to coast for airing our show. And a big thanks to you, pet pals, for tuning in. So, until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, saying to all you two-, three-, and four-leggers out there, PAUSE UP!
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at savemypetidtag.com. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. And have a paw week.